I thought it was riding, to our newest program of the Local Food Roundup. I'm Chris LaPaglia. And I'm Ann Bowes. We're here to bring you our ongoing series of news, views, and interviews about local food here on the Palouse. First up, we have an interview with the director of the Pullman Farmer's Market, and then we have interviews with the vendors from the first day of the Moscow Farmer's Market. Have a listen. I'm here at the KRFP studio with Amanda Argana, the market manager for the Pullman's Farmer's Market. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you, Anne. Um, let's start with the basic information about the Pullman Farmer's Market. Where is it? What is it? And when is it? Sure. Um, so the Pullman Farmer's Market is a market that's actually heading into its 10th season this year. So we started wow. in 2009. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Basically, it's a it's a venue for uh, local vendors in the area to come together, um, sell you know farm fresh quality, handmade artisanal goods um, uh, to the community and the community to to learn about sort of their neighbors. Um, you know, we have a sixty mile uh, vendor radius that we really try and hone okay. in on. That's local. That's pretty yeah. local. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's always exceptions to that, but we really try and uh, say, you know, these are uh, uh, in your backyard. You know, these growers, yeah. these vendors, these business um, folks, um, and where the market is is so key. So we are located um, at the Spot Shop parking lot which is a public parking lot just above Porch Light Pizza. So physical address is 240 Northeast, and I always butcher this, Kamakin, Kamakin Street. Kamiakin. Kamiakin. And uh, so we're located in the back portion of the parking lot. We happen uh, every Wednesday starting next week. May 16th is the first market. Um, every Wednesday up until October uh, 17th. That does include 4th of July, so the market will be happening for the 4th of July. Okay. And um, Wednesdays, 3.30 to 6.30 p.m. So we are an afternoon midweek market. And we're ready to go. I think, you know, spring's here. Yeah. Um, What can people find at the market? Yeah. um, So the Pullman Farmer's Market is a uh, produce-first market. Um, We... try and make our vendor categories 60% uh, fresh farm produce and products. Um, So that might include also vendors who have livestock, um, you know, eggs, that sort of thing, but also those fresh fruits and vegetables. And then 40% of it is made up with arts and crafts. Um, We have uh, community booths that we do, so nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'm trying to think, oh, hot prepared food vendors, processed foods. Right. And that sort of thing. Oh, it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, can you give us a little background on the Pullman's Farmer Market? Um, you, you mentioned that 
it's been going on for 10 mm -hmm. seasons. That's yep. a long time. Yep. It's I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't think many people um, do know that. This is a market that's been um, happening for a while, and it's gone through its uh, iterations, just like uh, the Moscow Farmer's Market here in town. Um, but we've got a pretty loyal vendor base, and we even um, share some of the vendors with the Moscow Farmer's Market. So um, Omachi Farm, mm -hmm. um, you can find them at the Pullman Farmer's Market on Wednesdays, and you can find them... Um, on Saturdays at the market, we have Wilson Banner Ranch, and we just recruited Akeley Farms, who is a prominent berry vendor that is set okay. up just outside of Breakfast Club. He will also be at the Pullman Farmers Market this year. Good, lots of food. Yeah, lots of food, and mm -hmm. and it's a it's a great little small market, and um, you can come in, uh, get your shopping done. You don't have to worry about crowds, and um, get on home. Oh, that sounds. Sounds perfect, doesn't it? <laughs> and just to repeat that, that's Wednesday afternoon. What are, what are the times? Wednesdays, 3.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Okay. Um, is there, can you give us an idea of the demographics um, of, you've given us an idea of who the vendors are, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um, the demographics always interest me because, you know, it's an interaction between the vendors and the consumer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know you've got some experience. You've worked before for the Moscow Farmers Market. Correct. And yep. you've put a lot of uh, statistics together for them. Mm -hmm. And you've worked with Stephen Peterson, who's mm -hmm. done the economic report on that. Anyhow, um, can you give us a little bit more information about that? Yeah, so the Pullman Farmers Market demographics, um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Whitman County is actually a, a very high food insecurity um, county in the state of Washington. And our shoppers are um, folks that, you know, they use their senior farmers market nutrition program checks. Uh -huh. We get um, uh, women, infant, and children's checks. So we, we're serving that demographic of folks that need um, access to mm -hmm. fresh food and vegetables. And then the other demographics that we have are just, you know, the people that live and work and, and play in Pullman. Um, so, you know, 3.30 to 6.30 p.m., people are getting off work. Mm -hmm. um, they're doing their midweek shopping, maybe getting some additional groceries that they missed last time they went shopping. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to actually... Um, try and get some more Washington State University students um, coming down and into and the students are yeah. a big part of that, right? Yeah, interacting with the market, um, especially you know we're still active just as the fall semester is starting, um, mm -hmm. and so we're really hoping to make them um, a part of our regular demographic as well. So okay, so you've got quite a bit of mix there, yeah. and I, I guess that's Laytaw County, really. Yeah, we've got a little bit of the traditional um, people that have been here for a mm -hmm. long time. We've got the student population, mm -hmm. we've got the faculty, yeah, and a little bit of everything else, yeah. really. Yeah, I would say I, maybe the biggest difference is, uh, you know, the Moscow market has got a lot of people coming down, um, and it's become a tourist attraction, right? People are mm -hmm. coming down, checking mm -hmm. it out. The Pullman market isn't quite there. You know, we may get there, or we may just stay a small market. It's whatever the community um, really thinks we should be. I think we need to take that into consideration as the market grows, and, you know, the vendors, too. You know, how do they want to see the market grow? Some of these vendors have been with the Pullman market since the beginning, and so they're really invested, and they're very passionate mm -hmm. um, about seeing this market continue. Mm-hmm. Well... Which kind of brings us to um, 
you know, some of the challenges. Mm, mm-hmm. you know, what are the challenges in managing the market? Because yeah. you, you're the market manager. Correct. So you've got a lot of, what which I say, um, a lot of little things that add up into a yeah. big picture. Yeah. Um, you know, being organized is so important. Um, part of the challenge is just getting all your paperwork in on time. Um, there's, <laughs> okay. um, there's actually uh, just a little bit of paperwork we have to do um, as a uh, Pullman Farmers Market operating in the state of Washington, especially to accept those um, WIC checks and the senior checks, as I mentioned earlier. And, and can you go into a little bit about that? Yeah. Those are, as, as far as I know, those are the EBT cards. Yeah, it's uh, it's in conjunction with that that okay. program. So um, Pullman Farmers Market works with Backyard Harvest. Um, mm-hmm. They come and facilitate the SNAP um, EBT transactions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we offer um, same incentive. Um, as you would see here at the Moscow on Saturday market. And then um, we also accept um, women, infant, and children's checks. So they have grocery checks that they can spend at the grocery store, but then they have checks that they can actually spend at the Pullman Farmer's Market for very specific items. Um, And then and um, that actually falls in um, with the senior checks under the Farmer's Market Nutrition program, which okay. is operated by Washington State. Um, and, and for people who may not be familiar, if you get food stamps yeah. or any sort of assistance, yeah. it usually comes in a form where you can take it to a large grocery store that's equipped mm-hmm. for all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But as far as taking it to a vendor at mm-hmm. a farmer's market, it has been difficult in the past. Yeah, I think they're... Um, I I haven't dealt with WIC checks and senior checks um it's just not a program that I, I've been familiar with but um, as a market manager. But I think they're making it fairly easy now. We're having a distribution date at the Pullman Farmers Market for WIC checks um, uh-huh. with uh, Whitman County Public Health. Um, and that will be, uh, if my memory serves me correctly, that will be Wednesday, June 13th. Okay. Um, and so uh, folks can come down and uh, get their... WIC checks and spend them at the market, and all the vendors as well that um, accept those checks. So there's very specific uh, food vendors um, that can take those checks, uh, usually fresh produce um, mm-hmm. only. Um, they're all well-versed, and so we want to make sure that people have questions about using those things, mm-hmm. that that we are accessible and, and all of our vendors understand who can spend their money where and point them in the right direction. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier for yeah, somebody. Yeah. yeah, especially those people who don't just want to buy the commercial large Absolutely. grocery store yeah. items. People want access to, to fresh food. And sometimes, you know, the grocery store doesn't always um, offer that. And so when you're, you're coming, you're supporting a, a farmer, and then that farmer is also supporting a low-income population as well. Um, and That's they're gonna, nice. yeah, they're gonna be able to tell you, yeah, I grew this with love and care. <laughs> you know, I don't use pesticides. If that's an importance to you, and mm-hmm. um, give you all the information they can on the product that you're looking to buy. That's that's good to hear. Well, so what kind of future do you see for you know looking ahead? You, yeah, you've come into this and it's got a ten year history mm-hmm, already. Mm-hmm. But where do you see, or and where's maybe the Pullman Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. who is the one, um, that is the entity that oversees this, right? Yeah, yeah. Pullman Chamber of Commerce is our main um, sponsoring agency. You know, they're the, they're the ones that pay a market manager every season. And I would say um, going into the future, 
I, I know um, there's been some push and pull back with the location of the market, but we just haven't found anything else that, that kind of works space-wise. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would love to continue to work with both the chamber, um, the city, uh, Washington State University, all those folks are working together right now for the mm -hmm. Pullman 2040 initiative. And so I would really like to continue to um, just make sure that uh, they, you know, remember about the Pullman Farmers Market and mm -hmm. that they take us into consideration as well um, for for growth and sort of this rebranding of Pullman um, and, and keep that in mind for the future. Um, but yeah, future challenges, I, I think with any market, making sure it's sustainable um, in the long run and uh, just making sure it's what the, the community wants. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's definitely a demand yeah. from what I can see. Yeah. Um, would you, I'm going to give you a chance to correct any misconceptions, if there are any. Yeah. Um, what would you like to clarify to the listeners as to what the Pullman offer, uh, Pullman market can offer? Yeah. Um, so for a really long time, the Pullman farmer's market didn't allow um, arts and crafts vendors in the market mm. unless those crafts were um, foraged or, you know, produced with like a, like a flower wreath and you grew the flowers, dried mm. the flowers. And, and mm. actually we do allow those vendors now. A couple of years yeah. ago, um, they made some changes to their policies and guidelines. So we actually allow those types of vendors in, um, and we allow hot and prepared food vendors in as well. Okay. Um, and so we are, even though we're a farm products first market, we are, um, I think there's been a misconception out there that's only farm products, but we're, we're really trying to expand our repertoire of vendors. Um, and I know uh, out we've got some old advertising out there that says the market ends at 6, but I promise you we're open till 6.30. Our, our hours okay. have been extended by at least a half hour. Um, and then... I'm trying to think of any other misconceptions um, that I, I think that's everything that I can well, think of. Well, it sounds like you've gone to a place where you can get off work, mm -hmm. you can grab a bite to eat mm -hmm. while you go through the the booths, mm -hmm. and you you know look for your vegetable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know your yeah. vegetable shopping yeah. for the week. Yeah, I I mean. I wish that I had, I'm not in Pullman enough to, on Wednesday evenings to enjoy mm -hmm. the market myself. So I wish that I had that opportunity, <laughs> but now I find myself more and more, uh, like in Pullman, obviously I'm going to be there on Wednesdays now. And mm -hmm. so I know my partner and I have already talked about, oh, okay, so if there are these things here, that means I'm going to be doing some grocery shopping and you know, that's less things that we have to get on Saturday or wait until Saturday to get um, at the Moscow market. We really planned our, um, especially during market season, our, our grocery shopping accordingly. And so now we'll have two markets accessible to us because I will be in Pullman on Wednesday night. So yeah, I would say if you're putzing around downtown mm -hmm. um, Pullman on a Wednesday evening and you're just not sure what to do, just stop by the market, come check us out. Well, great. Can you um, just wrap it up then and, and let us know again where it's located mm -hmm. and if there's a way for people to go online, I assume there's a website mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, again, if, if folks want to come check out the market, we are located in the Spot Shop parking lot, which is just above Porch Light Pizza. Uh, we're operating Wednesdays um, from May 16th through October 17th, including 4th of July, 3.30 to 6.30 p.m., um, we have a Facebook that we use as our prominent um, communication tool. 
Um, so you can find us at Pullman Farmers Market on Facebook. Um, and then we also have uh, a website through the Pullman Chamber. Um, and uh, you can uh, just find attractions, things to do under the Pullman Chamber and the Farmers Market comes up. And if anyone wants to contact me directly, they can do so at PullmanFarmersMarket at gmail.com. Great. Well, thanks for coming and visiting with us. And best of luck for this season. Thank you, Anne. Well, from the Pullman Farmers Market to the Moscow Farmers Market, we went on opening day to the Moscow Farmers Market and talked to as many of the vendors as we could find. Here's what they had to say. I'm here with Leah Semple of Pokey Creek Farm. Tell us what you're you're selling today. Well, today we're selling uh, organic vegetable starts, um, arugula spinach, mix, uh, spring mix, um, berry plants, specialty petunias, rhubarb. Lots of stuff. Yeah, lots of stuff. And then that's the beginning of the season. Then we move on to. Carrots, potatoes, onions, everything you can imagine, cantaloupes, watermelons. Okay, yep. as you go on the season, you'll be here just about yeah, every week, yeah, right? Yeah, I've been here, uh, let's see, I guess 19 years. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Leah. You're welcome. This is Gina Mossman of Big Canyon Beef. Welcome, Gina. Hi. What have you got for us in the market today? Um, we have local ranch-raised all-natural beef. We are located on the breaks of the Clearwater River, um, above Peck, near Nespers, Idaho. Okay, and the beef you sell is by the cut, so this by is a retail cut, yes. sale. And people can come to you and get what? We will have any cut. We'll have a variety of cuts, and then we're going to also do weekly specials. Well, so it's going to be good for people to just keep checking with you and see what you got, huh? Yep, each week we'll have different specials, and we'll have, bring a variety of other cuts, too. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. This is Terry White of Crescent Arrow Farm. Welcome. What do you have? It's the early season stuff mostly right now. Lots of radishes, lettuce, green onions, rhubarb, surprisingly, beet greens, and assorted other goodies. But it's only the start. The start. Okay. Um, you're from, by the way, you're from Orofino area. From the Orofino area, yes. Yes. Um, so you will, through the season, have what? We'll have uh, the main season crops of tomatoes, bell peppers, uh, cucumbers, zucchini, okay. watermelon, cantaloupe, all the good stuff. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. I'm here with Greg Hodap of Hodap's Berry and Dairy. Uh, Greg? What are you selling and what are you planning to sell through the season? I sell fresh, raw goat's milk from my herd of Nubian and La Mancha goats. I also make cheese, so I have a variety of chevre, plain chevre, and different kinds of spiced chevre. Later in the season, I'm going to have some aged cheese, some farmhouse cheddars, and manchego. I also make maple syrup. That's almost out, though. Uh, I might be the only person in North Idaho that makes maple syrup from trees that I tap down around uh, Julieta, Idaho. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And uh, I make cajeta, which is the goat's milk version of dulce de leche, apple cider syrup. I also have chicken eggs and goose eggs. Later on in the season, I'll have a, a variety of produce, 
And at the farm down in Lewiston, I'm going to have pick your own strawberries in about a month. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm here with Keegan Athey of Victory Farm. And Keegan, what do you have here? So today we have uh, arugula, baby bok choy, uh, two kinds of radishes, uh, and salad mix for veggies. And then we have a bunch of plant starts. We have tons of tomatoes, we got some lettuce, kohlrabi, um, yeah, about 12 different tomato varieties. So, okay, yeah. all right, and you'll have stuff through the season? Yep, through the season. What kind of things? Uh, well, uh, for the spring, we'll have kind of the stuff we have now. We'll also have turnips and heads of lettuce and herbs and more different kinds of greens, kale chard, okay. uh, different kinds of bok choy. And then once we get into the summer, we'll have tomatoes, squash, cucumbers, melons, broccoli, cabbage, just all the stuff. Okay, thank you. It's easier to say what we don't grow than what we do. <laughs> and flowers, we grow a lot of flowers too. Oh, that's good. All right. Yeah. Thank you, much. Yeah, thank you. I'm here with John Mavin of Fiddler's Ridge. John, what do you have for us? Well, we have tomatoes, peppers, other uh, packed vegetables, uh, onion starts, uh, artichokes, lots of herbs, and uh, a good selection of uh, so-called fancy flowers and hanging baskets. I've got a pretty decent selection of uh, blooming perennials mm -hmm. as well, and a couple odds of odds and ends like blackberries and rhubarb. Okay, quite a var variety. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. You bet. I'm here with John Cady of Homestead Farms. John, what do you have? Well, I'm uh, mainly a sheep uh, operation. I do Katahdin sheep. They're low-maintenance American sheep that shed their wool so you don't have to shear them. So I call them my low-maintenance American. I milk them, and then I make cheese and lotion and soap out of the milk. And uh, that's what I'm selling right now. I also have some strawberry plants right now, and I'm going to expand my skews this year to add vegetables, and I'm looking at some uh, Merle wood type of furniture ta tables and maybe even some knives as it goes on the year. So I'm going to be changing my skews up, but I'm going to always have the cheese lotion and soap. That's my mainstay. And, and of course the vegetables, it depends. We'll see how that goes. I'm uh, just going to be adding my uh, variety to the, to the farm. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care. I'm here with Vaughn Vang of Family Garden. You're from just south of Spokane. Uh, welcome. And what do you have um, here? I have plant right now. I have tomato plant, I'll all kinds of plant, uh, chili, uh, strawberry plant, uh, zucchini plant, and then I'll, I will grow them later too. And uh, we'll be produce fruit and vegetable later on. Okay, and I see salad mixes, I see greens. Yes. So, and you plan on having more stuff through the season? Yes, I will have st more stuff coming through the season. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm here with Steve Flugel of Plowmaker Farms, and tell me what you have. 
Uh, we've got some strawberries in four inch and six and a half inch pots, uh, certified organic, and they're ready to get in the ground. Okay. Blooming and, and got little berries on them. Okay, and will you be here at subsequent? Uh... Yes, ma'am. We'll okay. do at least uh, probably the next three, and there might be a break depending on how the summer goes, if we have any produce or not, what, okay, before the berries come on for raspberries and the tomatoes. So you will be selling probably some berries here, Her yes, berries yes, and tomatoes. Yes. Okay, thank you very much. I'm here with Greg Freistad of Deep Roots Farm. What do you have here, Greg? Uh, we started off the year pretty good. We've got a, a fair amount of asparagus and radishes and kale um, and arugula. And, uh, and then we're, we're doing the typical starts that we always bring and we'll, we'll start bringing more and more starts as the, the next few weeks go along. But uh, everything from, from greens to brassicas and a lot of tomatoes and peppers. And you're going to be here through the summer, so what are you planning? We'll be here all, all season. Uh, we, we grow a lot of um, greenhouse crops, so a lot of eggplant and tomatoes, uh, but we'll, we'll also be bringing uh, greens all summer long. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. This is Seth Alden of Dadei Farms, which is Native American for family, just another way of saying family farms. Okay. What do you have here? We have asparagus. We have a purple variety and a green variety. The purple is a little more tender than the green and a little sweeter, kind of like a sweet pea. Okay. Um, we'll be having asparagus through May and into June. And if you come down to the market, you can sign a sheet and pre-order if you guys are into pickling asparagus. Okay. And then later in the year, we'll have sweet corn at about end of July, beginning of August, and that will run into September. Okay, you're the sweet corn guy. We're the sweet corn people. Yes. Okay. Yep. Thank you much. Well, thank you very much. I'm here with Kevin Acapol of KNC Farms. Welcome. Um, what do you have for us today? Um, we brought uh, some fresh cut uh, asparagus. A lot of it. Yes. Uh, and so you'll have this. Are you bringing anything else to the market? Uh, later in the season. Uh, this week we have uh, also green onions, uh, sweet onion, and uh, some radishes. And um, throughout the season we'll be starting cherries in uh, about the first week of June. Okay, so you also have cherries. Yes, we'll have about seven varieties of cherries. Wonderful. Okay, yeah. thank yeah. you very much. All right. Well, that's it for this show. The Local Food Roundup is a production of KRFP in Moscow, Idaho. As always, the views presented in this program do not necessarily represent the views of KRFP, its board, staff, or members. And remember that local food may not be free, but... It sure can set you free. Thanks for listening. Oh.